The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody. What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but they're fun, they're funny, I like them. They uh, they just make me smile because of all the other stuff that's going on in humanity, the theater of mankind. Eh, who cares? I like funny noises. That's the key. The review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. And if we can all do a countdown together, maybe 10, 9, 8, 7. Uh, you should have joined me with that. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we are people that sit on our blessed assurance. But then again, maybe we should be using these things because faith is a way to please the Lord. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? I'm still waiting for an answer. <laughs> Let me know when you get one. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. Da-da. And we have no idea what's going to happen. Da-da. And we don't care. Da-da. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian, going through that process where you know that the world around you is melting. <laughs> People are losing their minds. It doesn't matter whether you're on the political left or the political right. Everybody seems to be losing their cookies. Here's the bottom line. Hey, you know what? God's in charge. Okay, I know everybody thinks this is happening. This is a <laughs> Slow down. He is on the throne. He is at the center of the universe. I, amazingly, our country is not the center of the universe. What? God and his throne is the center of the universe. And because of that, that's how we focus. So if you have something that's going on, you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, not for kvetching, but for sharing and for encouraging one another, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Don't let that thought, question, comment, or opinion die of loneliness. Just give us a call at 972-445-0770. Now, I can say that 445 really fast. So I'll do it just once, just for the fun of it. 972-445-0770 or the 972-445-0770. When you call that phone number, you will reach Captain Chris. And when you reach Captain Chris, you know you will be... Now, 
You can also reach out to us by text, 214-210-8483. You can put your name in there. You can put somebody else's name in there. I wouldn't know if it was true or not, but it's up to you. Or you can put your own name in there. You can put somebody else's name in there. You can put your animal's name in there. That's fine. Bottom line is you can text during the show. We are live. We are live. What's that lie? Is it live or is it Memorex? Remember that? I don't know if you remember that. And then the guy was. We're Memorex. Oh, we're Memorex? Uh oh. <laughs> That's not a good sign. We are live. So you can reach out to us 214 2108 483. This is the sixth day of January 2022. We just hope the Lord comes back so that there's not a seventh day, but that's just us. Hey, you can also email us, david at he must increase.org. That's david at he must increase.org. Let me also direct you to the website, a place where you can give. We encourage you to invest in the kingdom of God. You can do that with us by giving, or you can do it for whatever ministry that the Holy Spirit puts upon your heart to do. We certainly encourage you to take care of home base first. If you've never given before, you are investing in the kingdom of God to help advance the proclamation of the gospel at your church and at different ministries that bless you. Are you going to get an equal, I give $10, God gives me $10 back? No. I I, I can do it clear. I just don't know how. No. You're investing because what you're doing is casting your bread upon the water, and you may be, and hopefully you are, if you're doing it with the right spirit, laying up treasures for your eternal future. That is the premise that Jesus was talking about. We encourage you to do that. We encourage you to go to the website. We encourage you to fill out the form for praise report or prayer request. And you do all of that by going to the website, hemustincrease.org. You know, David would really like it if you checked out his website. He worked really hard on it. It looks really nice. hemustincrease.org. He mustincrease.org. He mustincrease.org. Now, if you didn't catch what that website was, I cannot help you. I'm just saying I can only do as much as I can do. In the meantime, this is Thursday, and we are doing our, if I believe we're doing our Read and Ramble. Let's rock and roll with Read and Ramble. Well, I'm ramming, 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 ramming. That's right. Let's see if you can finish off the rest of that word. If you can, you're doing pretty good. We are in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. We are at verse 12, and I'm telling you right now, we're in the wind down. So we've got this week, we've got next week, maybe two weeks after that, or or maybe just one week after that, and then we're going to have to replace the 1 Thessalonians book. So be aware of that. If there's something you really want to hear that you want to hear teaching on, let me know, and we will do our best to see if that fits into what I'm thinking. If it does, great. If it doesn't, oh well, you tried. That was the goal. Here's what the text says. Verse 12 in chapter 5 of 1 Thessalonians says this. Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to give recognition to those who labor among you and lead you in the Lord and admonish you and to regard them very highly in love because of their work. Now, yesterday we shared really sad news that Pastor Ray had passed on, and he's just been a great blessing, and I know that a lot of people really liked the interview that we played at the end. It's a great interview, not from my point of view. Just Ray's just fun to listen to. And so he did a wonderful job, and so we totally, you know, I've I've spent my 
I think the, the full time I've been on the radio here, acknowledging Ray, he's always been a blessing for me. This is the kind of thing we're talking about, that there should be a recognition for the leaders in your life. Now, we're, we, you could say, oh, well, we want to give you a recognition, Dave. Hey, listen, I get a lot of recognition. That's cool. I think the people that need recognition in your life are the people that you rarely give that recognition to. And what I would encourage you to do is at your church or at your Bible study or at your prayer group or anybody who's in some kind of connection with you that is giving of themselves and pouring themselves out before you, that is true biblical leadership. Servanthood is the step into true Bible leadership. And so there should be a recognition for the people that labor among you in the Lord and that they encourage you or they do things that are encouraging for you. Here is my strongest, strongest plea to you. Let those people know that you appreciate what they do. That go, I know it's nice to get them a gift. And believe me, there's no nicer gift than going, oh, 50 bucks. You know, it's like, that's great. Okay, I get it. But there's one gift that will really last for them, and that's your sincere appreciation and recognition for their commitment to you and to helping advance the kingdom of God in your lives by serving you in some capacity. Now, I know that we've got some people that go to different churches. So you got like Pastor Morris. We've got people going to, that, to his church, and then uh, uh, Dr. Jeffers, people going to, to that church. And, and I think you guys, are, they get pretty good amount of recognition. What I would challenge you to do is to find also the people that don't get that. Who's the person that sets everything up so that you can have that great experience? Who's the person that does the maintenance at the church that you go to that makes it so that you have that comfortable experience fellowshipping with one another? How often do you stop and tell the guys if you're at a bigger church and the gals at a bigger church who are doing the parking lot attendant work, how often do you say, thank you? Because that's cool. They're not getting paid for that. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's Saddleback because it's, it's kind of a big church. It's kind of like a city. Okay, that might be a little bit. But I, you know what I'm saying. I'm just saying all those people that do that and all the people that are the greeters and all the people that are the prayers and people that gather at the church and pray for you ahead of time and praying that the Lord will bless you and open up your heart. and open. Listen, we're supposed to have this attitude of recognition for those that labor among us and that admonish us. And it's extremely important that we have that right spirit of appreciation. Those people will get their reward in eternity. There's no question. But it's nice and encouraging for them, for you to bless them with your the kindness that's in you, letting them know that what they're doing makes a difference. You know, the people that don't get a lot of recognition, I think, are the maintenance people at churches because they do all the behind scenes. If there's a real problem, you know, you know they, they rarely get the recognition. The people that typically get recognition besides the pastor are the people that bring the donuts. <laughs> don't, don't lie to me. I, I ran churches multiple times. But it's the person that hands out the bulletin that should also be appreciated. It's a person that serves the communion. It's a person that helps take the offering. It's a person that cleans up after a service. It's the person that gives of themselves so others might be blessed. Those two are leaders in the kingdom of God, and they should be recognized. 
and they should be appreciated. Ironically, when we come back, we're going to take the flip side of that. Isn't that weird? But it's fun because it's scripture. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience? You get into the Word of God, and something's going to happen that will blow your mind. Ready? The law of the Lord is perfect, Psalm 119.7 says, able to restore the soul. And I've been in... I've been doing this for a long time, and in my 42 and a half years of devotions and in my diligent devotion time, I kind of separate that between the two. I cannot tell you, it must be thousands of times where my attitude has been, and then I went into the Word of God, and I came out different. It wasn't anything that I did as much as God speaking into me what he knows about his creation. And so I'm asking you, I'm pleading with you, even if you've been a Christian for 50 years, for 60 years, nay, for 70 years, like the Apostle John was on the island of Patmos, be in the word of God. It is alive. And it will give life and impart life to you through God's spirit. People come and they read the Word of God, and it's like, well, I get nothing out of it. Well, they don't mix it with faith. And the Word of God, the promises of God not mixed with faith are useless because you have to be engaged with God and know he's going to speak. And people are like, well, that's a, that's a lot of requirement for me to get in there and read the Word of God. You want me actually to believe that God's going to speak to me? Yes, because he will And if you don't, you won't hear them. So when you open up that book, take 30 seconds, more than you ever have before, and say, just in this moment, just at this time, tune me in, Lord. Help me to hear what you have to say. Speak to me and let your word breathe life into me. It's incredible, and it's never been done before. And you can be the first person in your neighborhood to win. What is it? It's a contest. How do I play? It's simple, and there's three ways to win. You can go to Facebook, type in David Spoon Media. And on any Facebook post, type in the word Jesus in the comment section. And it's free. You can also send an email to davidspoonmedia at gmail.com and write the word Jesus in the subject line. Or you can go to YouTube and give a comment on any video, but you have to use the word Jesus. This is your chance to win, and it's free. What do I win? You can win 100 thank yous right on air. It's incredible. It's unbelievable, but it's only for a limited time. Enter now. Here's a taste. Thank you for listening to the David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas, where you guys are blessed in the capacity that I didn't have a trivia uh, 
uh, kind of like set up my trivia, and I opened up my book, my trivia book, and had pre-done one, and it's a good one. It's like, oh, praise the Lord. Okay, well, then I'm blessed if you're not blessed. All right, well, one of us is blessed, but if I'm blessed, then you're blessed, then we're all blessed because we share with one another. So if I'm blessed, you're blessed, we're blessed, then everybody's blessed. Here's your trivia question in case you are wondering, who requested, Lord, teach us to pray? Who said that? If you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us. Our number, 972-445-0770. Our text, 214-210-8483. You can also reach us by email, david at hemustincrease.org. I do like it when people reach out, but if you don't call or anything like that, it's okay. I mean, it's not, I don't want people to get, oh, we need to call them. No, you don't. I've got so much yappy capacity i could just go on for hours and hours and hours just just to remind you okay uh let's see let's do our dna because this is a good time to do dna d stands for draw closer to the lord daily daily which means every day that ends with y is every day which means every day we should be drawing closer to the lord and if you think you've gotten to the point where you can't get any closer i hope heaven is really nice okay because otherwise that's the only place you're going to get that in get what i'm saying all right and never be ashamed of jesus or his words never be ashamed of what jesus had to say or he'll be ashamed of you and then a always be ready to serve to serve the big part about that is when jesus said love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. You would like people to be thoughtful of you, prayerful for, for, for you, considerate of you. That, too, is a big key. And when you are preparing on a regular basis to serve others, you're willing for God to influence, direct you. So you're loving God because you're surrendering to him, and you're willing to be a vessel to bless others, and you're loving them. So that's a way to fulfill the two great commands, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. Okay, I'm going to repeat the trivia question, see if you can get it, and we'll move forward. Uh, Who requested or who asked, Lord, teach us to pray. Lord, teach us to pray. While I spit all over my little spit shield, that's pretty funny. Uh, You can call 972-445-0770. Or you can text in 214-210-8483. A couple of updates, nothing huge or major that I am aware of. And by the way, don't be afraid to call or text. I mean, nobody's going to get sell your information. <laughs> you got that deal going? We got that money ready to send to that guy so you can spam everybody? Okay, great. Uh, I do want to let everybody know that I'm getting ready to head into a new class. I just got that material yesterday. Yay. And uh, so I only have three more things I have to accomplish, and then I'll have my doctorate. Um, I did think it was really cool that in Ray's interview yesterday, he called me Dr. David Spoon. I don't know if you caught that or not, so I know that Deb did. That was really kind of a cool thing, and so she was like, yeah, keep going until you get it done. And it's like, I'm going to need that. Because I can already tell you where these things are going, it's like, yikes. So just keep me in prayer. I'd be uh, greatly appreciative of it. Now, the last thing I thought of, and then we'll get into the text, was this is just one of the weird things. You know when you pray and you think about something and it kind of crosses your mind? You know, it's true that that politicians are supposed to be public servants. Did you know that? That's That's what they're supposed to be, right? But sometimes it seems like they're public serpents. 
and not really servants. And that kind of bugs me. Does that bug you? It's like that doesn't seem right. If they're going to go into the into the position, at least let it be that they're genuinely trying to serve people and not self-serving. I just think that's okay. It's just my brain. You know, what do you want? Do you like that? Public serpents. <laughs> I'm so mean. Thank you very much. All right. Let me say this real quickly and then we'll move on. Uh, so we were just talking about this text, uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 12. Now, we ask you, brothers and sisters, to give recognition to those who labor among you and lead you in the Lord and admonish you and regard them very highly in love because of their work. The problem the church has is the church is great, just like the children of Israel were great at idolatry, not adultery, idolatry, making an idol out of something. And people do it on a regular basis. Because you have a spiritual leader that's super fantastic, awesome okay, and there's a ton of them, you must remember that they are still human. Whenever you meet somebody that you have this huge anticipation that when you walk into the room, you're going to hear, ah, and then the sky is going to split wide open, and God's going to say, I love this person. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> so pull it back a little, and while you are loving and recognizing your leaders, try to remember that they're human. One of the worst things that the church does with the media is when somebody falls, they pounce. I mean, the church is great at throwing out the baby with the bathwater. It's terrible. Jesus didn't do that. He restored Peter, and Peter went on from his failure of denying Jesus, which was worse than anything, to being the one that was pivotal in the establishment of the church. So a little careful there, a little careful there. All right, so I want to go to the rest of this text because Paul does what he does, and, and, and I want to mention how he approaches this and how we should think about this. He says then, be at peace among yourselves, and we exhort you, brothers and sisters, to warn those who are idle, comfort the discouraged, help the weak, and be patient with everyone. So Paul lists four things, and what people try and do is they say, well, these are the four things we got to do, or these are the four things we got to do. There's a thousand of these. <laughs> there's so many of these. I can't even count them, right? I mean, there's just that many. But the idea is from time to time, you and I need to be reminded about a couple of things. One, you don't want to be idle. You don't want to be like the people that sit around going, well, the Lord's coming back. The Lord's coming back. Therefore, I'm not doing anything. Okay. That does not fit with Jesus when he said, occupy until I come. That's the, I'm going to look busy because Jesus is coming attitude. It's like, no, no, okay? No idol, keep moving, keep moving forward. It's a little bit like golf, although sometimes I'm a fan of golf and sometimes not so much. Yeah, I mean, I love the jokes, though. They're some of the best jokes in the world. But the bottom line is you always try to move the ball forward. That's what golf is. That's what we should be doing, moving forward in the kingdom issues. The second thing he brings up is comfort the discouraged. And there are people all around you and I who are discouraged. And in fact, we are discouraged oftentimes. We get our comfort from the Lord. First Corinthians or Second Corinthians chapter one talks about God granting us comfort through our process so that we can be a vehicle of his comfort. Comfort those who are discouraged and down. Don't be looking for people to be discouraged, but if you come across somebody and they're really hurting and down, lift them up. That I mean, that's what it is. The scripture's not, it's not death for us when it says life and death are in the power of the tongue. 
So if you see somebody that's down, speak to them. Speak life. Encourage them. That's part of our call. That's part of what we do towards one another. Help the weak. And some people think, well, this is moral weakness or this is physical weakness or this is you know, you know, intellectual weakness or I don't know. <laughs> Here's what it says. Help the weak. I don't know if it matters which any of those things are. If you're in a position and you see somebody and they're really weak in some area and you can help them, help them. I think that's the intent. But his last one's the one that I dislike the most because it's the hardest one for me to do. He says this. He says, we exhort you, brothers and sisters, warn those that are idle. Okay, don't be doing nothing. Comfort the discouraged. Hey, don't, don't give up now, buckaroo. There's more to do. Help the weak. Let me help you. Let me help you lift up. Let me, let me, I'm going to help you get up. And then he says, and be patient with everyone. So when he says be patient with everyone, he just moved it out of the brother and sister realm. (laughs) He moved it into the everybody realm. And I I understand what people want to say, and I want to say it, so don't don't misunderstand me. I want to say the exact same thing. Well, it's hard enough to be patient with brothers and sisters in the kingdom of God, let alone everybody. But just think about how patient God is with you. Just think about how merciful and gracious he is with you. I'm serious. Consider the patience of God in your life. And then recognize he gives you that or grants you that so that not only can you survive, but that you can be a vehicle of that same patience. I know it's difficult. You know it's difficult. We need God's help to do it wisely. But think about the level of patience that God has for us. Recognize that the Bible talks about the kindness and the patience of God leads us to salvation. And if God wasn't patient with you, you wouldn't be on the earth or you wouldn't be in existence. Maybe that's a better way to say it. Being patient with one another is really important, but being patient for everyone is the call, which I think takes supernatural empowerment from the Holy Spirit. I call it supernatural because it's not fleshly. It's got to be spiritually oriented. These are the things that Paul asks us to do. Does he ask us to do other things? Yes. Should you do other things? Yes. But do these. Warn those who are idle. Comfort the discouraged. Help the weak and be patient with everyone. Okay. All right. Trivia question is Who asked the Lord? Who said to the Lord, uh, Lord, teach us to pray? And the answer is His disciples. His disciples. They want to know, well, how do you actually go about praying? That's a really great question. I don't know why people are afraid to ask questions like that. That's a good question. All right, we're going to take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. 
To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Jonathan and David were closely knit, and David made a commitment to Jonathan, and Jonathan said, I, don't, I want you to make sure you're not going to take any kind of wrath or any kind of vengeance on my kids, on my family, on my uh, people, and David made that commitment. What I want you to get in 2 Samuel chapter 4, verse 4, is that Mephibosheth is an offspring of Jonathan, and he was crippled, or he was lame. He couldn't walk properly. He couldn't, you know, function properly. He was at a tremendous disadvantage. And I remember when the preacher in North Phoenix Baptist Church looked at his audience, and just to give you an idea how big this church was, it, it, the, the auditorium seated like about 5,000, so it's like huge, right? And he, looked at, he looks around at everybody, and then he says this. He said, you are Mephibosheth. And I was thinking, what? What? And he goes, you, and he, you know, I'm thinking in my mind, but he's just he's preaching, and he's a, oh, was he just one of the best preachers. You are Mephibosheth. You are lame and unable to walk without help. 